I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burp Barf. Brought we- to you by Nutsex. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. We were joking on our train run this weekend that we were just going to start making up ads oh, that yes. people didn't want to hear so mm-hmm. that, you know, we would encourage people to uh, sponsor us. Because that's was a how more it works. Horrifying right? one than that. Yeah, there definitely was. Maybe they weren't even things that we can say on the podcast, no. which is saying a lot because we mentioned we're some pretty very explicit here. Yeah. Yeah. We had to tone ourselves down for our, our guest appearance on TA1. We're sorry if we said G. Golly Willikers on that one, but we got a, we got a censor warning. Uh, yeah, this podcast is not for children. Thanks for joining us. Please yeah. put your uh, please put your earbuds in while your kids are cleaning the house. Yeah, we're not cleaning the bathroom, Missy. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, so uh, at the top of ep- each episode, we have the pleasure of announcing our newest patrons uh, via yes, Patreon. This week includes such hit as Caroline Glazer, Chris Chrisman. That is a real person. Yes, it is. Laura Holzhauer. Mar- Hi, Laura. Thank Hi, you. Laura. Thank you. Marcus Bordegas. Thank you. Rebecca Zurek. Who? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Sam Hartman, uh, tr- a true blue. Uh, Stephanie Stevens. And Missy Mendek, one of my, like, old school babes. Yeah. Who's Thanks. talking about listening to our podcast while she, her bo- her two young boys were... Uh, I think cleaning the house. The or bathroom. maybe cleaning the house. Yeah. Maybe not cleaning the house. Yeah. So yeah. thank you all and welcome. Uh... First off, I feel like we need to talk about the fact that you're a witch. Me? Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Does so, it have to do with a little race that I did by accident? No. Oh. No. Not that. Uh, oh, darn. So, I was so, really excited. I was like, I am a wizard. Uh, we had a fun training run on Sunday. It was very hard, uh, but it was fun. And we, we hopped out for ice cream in the middle of the run. So we were at Great Steel. <gasps> yes, I'm a witch. You are a mm-hmm. witch, yeah. Uh, so we were running through Great Seal. We had 20 miles on the docket for the day. Although I say that, the docket... I felt no like one's docket. Anne Lang's docket. I felt Annie like Lang's we should docket. do 20. So we were going to do 20, 20-ish. But it was very hot on Sunday. And so we ran from Great Seal to Wits, which is, adds like, it's like two and a half miles it's a out. It's two shop, and a half back. For non-locals. Yeah. So we we had a Wits stop in the middle so that we could have an excuse to have ice cream and slushies. I was also like to say, it's a crime against humanity to take a root beer float and put it in a milkshake blender. So someone go school the kids of, of <sighs> Chillicothe, Ohio, about how to make a root beer float. I didn't. And if you blend it, there's no floating. There's no floating. Anywho, this is not why you're a witch. No, it's not. Earlier in the day, Lauren was pontificating on if she had sunscreen with her or not. She did not, and it was a surprisingly running on the surface of the sun kind of day, especially yes. with us doing a road detour to an ice cream yes. uh, ice cream shop. Two, two and point something miles on an exposed road with no clouds in the sky on an 87-degree day. So Lauren had put it out into the universe... I just that moment walking up a hill, I was like, I don't, I'm kind of worried that I don't have sunscreen, any. And literally, a spray can of <laughs> Coppertone Sports Sunblock <laughs> appeared on the side of the road. And she's like, you know what? If that's full, or she should, no, you were like, if that even has a little bit in it, I'm going to kill you. It was full. It was full. And it was Coppertone Sport. It was perfect. A, sp- a perfect spray bottle. It was exactly bottle. what I use. It's the same exact brand, same SPF, it's everything. So I... This is like the third occasion. So again, the woman who at an Airbnb openly mocked whoever had a copy of The Secret on the bookshelf, which is essentially put what, what? you want into the universe <laughs> and it will provide. This has happened on three separate occasions. Yes, it has. Let's talk about this. Yes. The, Berkeley Fall Classic. The hat. She wanted a hat. A hat appeared cooled in a river. Yeah, it was so... 
so beautiful. <laughs> Second adventure race, the no sleep adventure yes. race, uh, where you were like, man, I, just I could really some clears, yeah, some clear sunglasses for my mountain bike riding. Yeah, because we're riding and there's just gravel and mud and everything like Bugs all going day. in your eyeballs. Uh, a a pair of clear sunglasses just appears in the canoe that we got. Yeah, perfect. And then third, this. Uh, sunblock, and it was it was uncanny. It, but it was like seconds. It was like maybe fifteen seconds from the time that I said, "Oh, Annie, I really am mad that I don't have sunscreen." You're a witch and a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but now I've learned like you can't keep these things, so now I just give them back immediately. Oh yeah, so she did leave it nicely on the overpass for the next people running from Great Seal to Wits <laughs> that need sunblock. <laughs> We need to meet them. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm over here doing ginger mist three times before I can win a bike based on walking for like 30 hours. Whatever. Just put it out into the universe. Just put it out into the universe. And the universe will provide. Give you whatever you need. I need $100,000. I mean, I put out into the universe that I wanted to win a mountain bike because I don't own a mountain Mm -hmm. bike at the adventure race, and I didn't get it. And I felt really disappointed because I feel like I'm not putting my juju out into the universe appropriately. I guess I shouldn't spray so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and those uh, patrons uh, can see our expressions on the video of us recording this (laughs) podcast. You're welcome. Welcome? (laughs) <laughs> okay. So. Oh, so the real task at hand. We were on the TA1 Adventure Racing Podcast last week, which was super cool. Mm-hmm. But we had both kind of had an epic weekend the weekend before, and we didn't get to talk about that. Oh, so that's now true. We do. Yeah, now we have to unload now upon you do. how great uh, and randomly magical our our separate adventures were. Yeah, we can't exist apart. No. Well, kind a little of. piece of me dies. Oh, yeah, I, I only had to give up some fingernails, but not much else. <laughs> so I went and did the Nitro Gain overnight Rogaine orienteering thing. So her, that was Saturday night. Third time racing it, which is crazy. The first time we did it together, we got covered in bug bites and thorns. It was it was a horrible blast. Yes. Yeah. The following year, Annie did great and then lost her dibber. So it didn't matter on the way to the finish. It really didn't matter at the end. Um, and while the same weekend that I did Nitrogain, Lauren went and did the Mohican Marathon because Travis Lloyd posted on Facebook that he was going to go. And I was like, that sounds cool. And then Steve Trail under Pierce was like, I've got a bib for you. And I was like, that's four times your witch. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. It was like two minutes later. Cause I was like, I know the day before, cause I was like, Hey, I saw that Travis is going, that might be kind of fun. And then the next post was, I've got a bib. And so you did the you did the marathon. What did you have planned training wise? Nothing. Some miles. Some miles. Oh, I was going to do sixteen at Great Seal. And then we were going to do the dam the next day or something. Yeah. So probably the same amount of vert. No. Probably a little bit more vert, but how much vert did you end up with at Mohegan? Thirty one hundred. Thirty one hundred. I think that seems right. Yeah. So you. Signed up last minute for the Mohican Marathon. Yeah. As a side note, Andy also <laughs> last minute signed up for the Mohican 50. He's even more of a nut job than me, y'all. He, Let's be real. Yeah, he went out and had a great day. There was a lot of people having a great day at Mohican, though, because historically, Mohican weekend has been hot and oh. steamy. Oh, the steamy, worst, steamy, steamy. The worst conditions. And actually, they had... Anybody who raced further than 50 this year had very bad conditions because... That's true. After 9.30 p.m., it, the heavens opened up, and it was just torrential downpour, blinding rain. So 
Uh, congratulations to Jenny Hayes and Irene. Oh my goodness! Who grinded out hundreds? Who both grinded out hundreds on. I mean, hopefully that was refreshing and not totally slippery and horrible. Mm, I feel like Mud Shit Show has been referenced. Yeah. So, oh, really? Which, for Mohican to be muddy much at all, really takes a lot. It has to rain a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a random pick for me. Yeah. Uh, every year in consecutive years, I have run less miles at Mohican Weekend. I did the 100, and then I did the 50, and now I've bumped it down to the marathon, and I was joking with the race director that he's going to have to host a 5K next year because I'm never racing more than this. Seems fine. Yeah, I think so. And you started the day with what kind of expectation? Oh, I fully, fully expected to start with Travis and my new friend Kristen Venia um, to, like, hold on to them for dear life and then fall off the back. That was absolutely my intention. Um... And I was holding on for dear life. We were doing 10s on the road on the way into the trail, and I was like, this is too fast, this is too fast, and Travis Shitball Lloyd was like, I run 830s, this isn't too fast, this is a slog jog, and I was like, you're going to get your dick chopped off in the first two miles. <laughs> Someone's going to get dick, dismembered in the prologue. Chop, by dick chopped off, do you mean slow down his pace? <laughs> yeah. Or bonk, perhaps? Sorry, that's what I meant. No, I mean, that's just, what tra- I meant. just translating yeah, for yeah, new yeah. barfers. Yeah, I wanted him to slow down. We hit the trailhead, and, and I really was like, I will see if I can do this for six miles. That is my goal. Can I keep my heart rate at 160, which is like my zone three, this long without burning into the sun? And then I'll see what happens. And then by mile, like, nine, both Kristen and I were like, Travis needs to stop talking. So we pulled away a little. And then by mile 10, I think Kristen had done so much work trying to pull away that she exploded into the sun. And then uh, I got to Covered Bridge, which is about, like, I think 11 on the, mo- on the marathon loop. And there was just a bunch of people I knew there. And, you know, like, Covered Bridge is the Gannon spot. And it's also, like, all the fun people were there. A bunch of people that I know. Heidi, my friend Heidi was there. And people were, like, yelling burf barf. And they were, like, making the slushies. And I was just like, I am all of this man. That is a good ad- aid station. Uh, at, at every race I've ever done, mountain bike and otherwise, come to that place. And it's just, like... It makes me feel glorious. That's where we came in last year after we had been daydreaming about slushies. And they were And then they there. were like, here's a slushie. And we were like, or they were like, do you want a slushie? And yeah. we were like, don't say the universe never gave you anything, bitch. <laughs> it's only because you were around. <laughs> so I came up out of there. And then I had this moment where I was like, oh, I have magic legs. And my heart rate is low. And I don't know why. I think it was 71 and drizzling. And I was like... Nom, 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 nom. This is the best feeling ever. I've never been at Mohican during a race when it feels like this. Because it's always too hot. It's always too hot. So the climb up out of Covered Bridge is long and grindy, but it doesn't bother me. So we'll put my musicals on. <laughs> which sing- What was the musical of choice? Hamilton, because it's Hamilton. very long. Oh, okay. Which signals to my body, it's go time. It's time to go deep into yourself. What mile did you say that was? 11. Okay. Go deep into yourself and see how long you can hang on. And I was like, do I have 16 miles of this left? And I was like, I'll do it for six more and see how it feels. And then I just turned it up and turned it up and turned it up. And I did, I did negative splits for the whole race. I had a crazy good time. And I just kept pushing harder and my body kept letting me. I was jogging the uphills. It was just one of those days where it was like, whose body is this? And who trained it? 
I don't know. It was weird. Were you I, with anybody from no, Covered Bridge to the not, end? No, just solo. I was completely alone. I was racing. Like, girls would pass me aggressively, and then I would pass them again. I was actually... I never race in an endurance race. Ever. Never. I'm like, good job. I'll see you at the end. I have pickles in my hand. Bye. It's always just like, have fun. Yeah. I'm going to go slower and you should too. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, no, I'm going, I'm going to see how many people I can chick until I finish. It makes me think of advice that I heard Andy Jones Wilkins or AJW given mm-hmm. a podcast where he was saying that you shouldn't try and plan for a magic day because mm-hmm. it never happens when you plan it, but mm-hmm. you should be ready to go along with it if it yeah. happens. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like you gave yourself the freedom to like go along with kind of a magic day, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, and I didn't really suffer for it, frankly. But yeah, so I raced until the very end. With a mile to go in the campground, there was this tall, like triathlete-built, tan dude with no shirt on who was bonking, like not just like hyper hyperbole like not like oh my god I just need some calories like his, running out of glycogen and yeah, nutrition his and eyes were dilated and crossing he was stepping on his own feet and he was just like not really following the grass the right way and I was like hey bud let's go and I like put my hand on his back and I was like we're running and I like gave him my water bottle and I was like just open it and drink all of it and he's like, I ran out of, ca- I ran out of calories. I don't have calories. <laughs> what is calories? What is calories? So I gave him, a, like, a whole squeezy bottle of goo. And he ate it and, like, rolled it up into his face and was like, that's so good. Uh, also, when people say that goo tastes good, you know they're in something a world happened. of Something happened. Something happened to him. So he left something out there. He was running, he was finishing the 50, and he, his, he had haunted face. So we ran it in at about 9.30 for the last mile together. Yes, he was full-blown haunted. And he let me take the finish line, which is very gentlemanly very of nice. him. And then he came across the line and gave me a fist bump. But it was just like one of those moments of trail running where it's like, and, and the trail running gods said, we shall lift each other up. And when we do, we shall cross the finish line and drink beers hand in hand. It was just like... It was just one of those moments where you want to like touch your heart and touch the face of a stranger yeah. and just like nod knowingly while staring deeply into their eyes. Scooping up dead bodies on your way to a yeah. finish is really yeah. satisfying, too. Do you too. need Vaseline? Do you need ibuprofen? Get up. Can you come with us? Yes. Let's go. Come with me. Come, let's go. <laughs> I would like to say, uh, conversely, I also, in the, in the two miles downhill before you get to, like, the final stretch, that's like you usually just bomb it and listen mm-hmm. to music. <laughs> there's that giant massive rock that happens before you come around the final switchback. The one that we saw, like, the blood splatter on from the mountain bike? Yeah, we've yeah, seen okay. blood there. Yeah. Well, I saw, wor- I don't know, worse, exactly as bad as blood on the rocks. There was just a man, a full-grown man with a camelback on, on his hands and knees, and he looked back at me as I passed, and then he just went, Bleah! <laughs> The most, the most violent part I've ever seen. I yeah. find it interesting that so his like convulsions were so violent, but at the same time he, he looked was like, back. Yeah, he looked first. I don't Sounds know. Sounds like a fetish, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it was. That guy wasn't sick. He was aroused. <laughs> He's so fucked up. He had two and a half miles to go, unless he was running the hundred. Oh. In which case, he he had an entire day to go. Also, I, not that you can't 
Oh, no, no. Gets, if you're puking, if you're puking at, at 5 p.m. on the 100... Also, if you're puking when it's 70 degrees mm-hmm. during the day, like... You did something wrong with your nutrition. Woof. Yeah. Also... Look at me! Look at me. You know the part where <laughs> you're coming up into the RV lot and there's just a sign that says ring, ring bell for cheers? No. We've done it before. There's just a... Like a oh, real yeah, estate by the cabin? Yeah. Yes. Real estate sign in the grass that just says ring bell for cheers and you ring the bell. And I was just like fucking feeling myself and I came by and I rang it and it was just like crickets. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, I rang my own bell. Wee. <laughs> um, but yeah, I talked to very few people because I also, I completely craze faced the people at the aid station on the big, um, Jeep, the double track Jeep road that you go uh-huh. downhill mile eight, like eight to go. Eight to go. Oh, last year when we went there, they were playing Led Zeppelin and we were like, yeah. yeah. And they were like, okay, babies. Yeah. I'm just going to put some earplugs in. They were like, yeah, we want everybody to get a little jazzed up. And we were like, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I got jazzed and I was like, do you guys have beer? And they're like, we don't have beer. And the guy standing behind them went, and so he went around, cracked a beer, and I was like, do you want to just split it with me? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And he poured me half a solo cup of beer. I, like, dumped it into my eyeballs and nostrils, threw it into the trash can. That's not how that works. No, that's, that's water you're Not how of. you get beer into your face. That's how I drink beer. We... We, yeah, you, you tilt your head like an earwax candle and you drip it in. Yeah. Uh, and then there were ladies, like, watching numbers, like bib numbers, right past the aid station. And I definitely, like, gave them one of these, like, my eyeballs, your eyeballs, and then they, like, screamed, like, in the cold November rain! And, like, <laughs> flick a goo goo like, right out of there. And they, were, they weren't like, yeah, girl, go. They were like, um... You need to go? You you should leave here now. You're making everybody else uncomfortable. I'm very proud of us being strong individual people that are very comfortable being solo. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of things that you can get away with with two people where people are like, I yeah. want in on that. No. When it's just you, people are like, she is dangerous. She is Red flag. <laughs> yes. Red flag. That girl has borderline personality disorder. Don't invite her to your party. Yeah, I think there's lots of shenanigans that we've participated in together and behaviors where because yeah. at least we have an audience of one that gets it, people are like, mm-hmm. oh, she must be safe. She has a friend. That when you're solo, yeah, no. people are just you like, just have headphones on and you've dumped beer into your eyes and people are just like, oh no. Oh. Oh dear. Hope she, she makes it. She's going to have to stare at a man puke later. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So I weirded some folks out, but boy, I had a, I mean, I was just in the, in the bubble of like, of awesomeness. Like the kind of feelings that I used to get. Like five to go in a road cycling race where you just look back and there's nothing and you're just like, oh fucking yes! Like I have I'm to all... say, so this is like the second experience you've had adventure race and this that you're like feeling the racing vibes. I have really like there is the poison is in the bloodstream. I want to like high five everyone, but I also want to drink their blood. <laughs> I want to, okay. like, yeah, I want to, like, smack your booty, but I also would like to beat you by, like, a half an hour. That seems fine. Okay. I mean, rubbing is racing. Yeah. I mean, that's what we, 
I just, I think I forgot for a long time that what we do is not just like trudge and finish. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can also tear people's heads tear off. Tear people's heads off. Yeah. And I'm just in the mood for that, I guess. Cool. I don't know. I really want to race right now. That's why going to Trans Rockies is so off kilter for me because it's basically hang on by your goddamn fingernails. So we just need to find something to. Fair mile. Hmm. I was thinking we should find a race before then that we can tear heads oh. off. Before then? In our free weekends? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I'd like to hear about how how you were uh, how you were brilliant. I actually have a perfect segue in between your event and mine, oh. which is you texted me about your experience at Mohican, uh-huh. and you said like I went really fast because your overall pace ended up being thirteen forty, which is smoking for yes. me. That's four minutes faster per mile than I am accustomed to going in ele- when there's elevation. Yes, that's very fast. And so it's you texted fast. me like how fast you went, and I said. I mean this in the most loving way. Why? Because you were like, I just, I felt like racing. And I said, why? Which, <laughs> I, it made me think a little bit about the mindset that I've cultivated about like, uh, I'll say measured effort. Because yes, I yes. really, I really was like. Why would you do that? I, I, why would you spend I wonder it? what, I wonder what compelled her to, to, to my, my have body such a me. performance. And I, I will say, I advise against that kind of behavior when you're training, but I'm not, I'm not terribly close to anything. I have like, I, at the time I had seven weeks until Trans Rockies. That didn't seem like too dangerous of a thing to do. Yeah. It didn't seem like, like an unwise decision. Right. Right. It didn't seem like you were spending from your bucket. Cause I would say to people like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't like blow it up. Cause I felt good. Like that's Hearing when my friends say I did it cause I felt good. Like your Monday run was six minute miles. Why Uh, man? Why? Also, uh, Coach Ryan Gelfie, Trails and Tarmac fame, gave me the nugget once. He was saying that people that tend to run fast on training runs when they feel good and then, like, not do it when they don't feel good mm-hmm. are people that tend to just have too many up and down swings and are the people mm-hmm. that are not able to perform consistently. Because Boy, keep that in your pocket. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I And I think with your the distance you chose, like, it's, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it seems reasonable. Um, so, yeah, it was funny to get, like... An update from you that you were mm-hmm. done with your 26 miles, and I had, like, two hours till I started my oh, event. Oh, that's which, such a weird feeling. Which, like, it didn't, uh, and, like, Morgan had done Grayson Highlands, mm-hmm. and so it was, it was, like, and Andy, Andy was almost done with Andy doing his 50 miles. Andy ran an absurdly fast 50. Just yeah. when I thought I did well, he did his first loop of the 50 a half an hour faster than me. A WTF, my mates. That is bonkers. And then did his second loop faster than his first loop. Okay, then I mixed them up. Yeah. So, but I think, was his overall average pace faster than yes, yours? Yes, it was. Tw- yes, it was. Because I did it in six, crazy. and he did his in 11.30. Yeah. So Let's figure that. So Andy, figure it out. So Andy was like, ha! You were like, ha! Morgan's like, ha! And I was like, I'm about to get started on my long effort. I definitely feel like I should be done and drink a beer already. Did you chug like a monster energy to, and like smack yourself in the face repeatedly? No. So I got up. My brain woke me up at 4.30 in the morning because Andy headed out for Mohican 50 right. at 4. Right. He left at like 4 and I just woke up at 4.30. Dang. So rather than feeling like, well... I messed it up already. 
I got, got up. I got to the event that, yeah, I just got up. Um, I actually did a three-mile shakeout run before I hit the road for Nitro Gain. Interesting. And uh, got up there, which it's in Pontiac, Michigan, near Pontiac, Michigan. So I forget how long of a drive it was. But I got up there so that I didn't have to worry about traffic or anything and took a two-hour nap before we started at 10 p.m. I'm glad that, you, I mean, you're a very good napper, so that's not too crazy yes. for you. I took my brazier shaped eye mask and oh, slept God, in the platform thing. in the car. It was great. Um, so we got our maps at 8, 8 o'clock. So uh, we got a How big are we talking? Two 11 by 17 that's sheets. That's bigger than the first year. It's bigger than the first year. It's the same size as last year. Okay. But they are one by one to 10,000 maps, which is great from oh, a that detail is good. perspective. That is good. Nope. Are they 24? Back. I think they're 25, which is actually nicer because then it's a centimeter is 250 meters. It's easier math. Yes. It's a much easier map, math. Um, so I get my map. Luckily, because of last year, I was not... Like, the first year, I remember when we got our map, it was like... <gasps> Yeah, it was <laughs> like, horrifying. Because it was just like, oh, uh, like, what am I looking at? This map is yes. huge. I yes. felt like we were trying we have to read to go the around Dead Sea Scrolls. Peninsula? To another lake? Yeah. It, Where? It was nuts. How shall we get there? Yeah. So got the map and uh, have learned a little bit year over year. Got every highlighter and permanent marker mm-hmm. I own mm-hmm. out. Oh, yeah. Um, and highlighted all the points. So I, I guess I'll do a little bit of like... Uh, establishing, I'll say, uh, ground rules of what the event is. So yeah. Rogaine is, you get a big map that has X number of points on it that are each worth different values. So if a control or a checkpoint is harder to get to, it might be worth like 80 points mm-hmm. versus one that's on a path is like 20 points. Or the one that's in the middle of a, on an island in the middle of a swamp is 90 literally. points. Literally. Literally. That. And so... You get your map a couple hours before the event actually starts so that you can plan which checkpoints you're going to go to in what order, mm-hmm. um, which ones you are going to get to and which ones, which ones there's no say, freaking fuck, way. Fuck this, like, yeah. our first year, we were definitely like, this we're is how we get to just... all of them. This oh. is how we get to all of them. And then I think... Uh, no. Yes, we did. Okay. Yes, we did. We planned out because we had no idea. In my mind's eye, I looked at the ones above the peninsula through the lake and was just like... We might as well just sharpie those fuckers out. No, because that would imply we knew what we were doing. Mm. And we really didn't know. That was like the That's second true. that was like the second orienteering event we had done. Wow, bold. Because we hadn't done the winter orienteering event. Nitro Gain was wow. like one of the first things I did That's after Barbie. Very bold. Yeah. Slightly yeah. idiotic, but we yeah. did pretty good. You yeah. Did, you did pretty good. So uh this year I got my map, I highlighted all the, the places where the checkpoints were. I went through and drew my route. I actually tried something new this time, which was taking a hot pink Sharpie and actually drawing the route between them. Oh, cool. For, like, the first ten checkpoints, which was like, super helpful. Not just, like, the straight line row games. It was, like, like attack way point. Way, okay. Like, what's the attack point mm-hmm. route that I'm going to, like, which trail intersection? I've never even considered doing that. So it was very helpful because, as you and I both know, at the beginning of every orienteering event, it's like, you, you plan something, Scatter. and then as soon as it starts, it's like, yep. Yep. I'm just going to run towards the yep. sun. Yep. Like, yep. you know, I, 
I feel like it's over here. This way. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. getting lost in the parking lot. Like, yeah, all, all those kind For of sure. things. For sure. So, it's so disorienting when you can see all these landmarks until you get into the woods where all you have is re-entrance, right? Yep. And especially when it's... So, this was an overnight road game, which is unusual. So, it started at 10 p.m., ended at 6 a.m. So, literally started at sunset, ended right at sunrise, Barf. essentially. Um, which... Again, thank goodness we didn't know what we were getting into the first year because Why? because now in retrospect, like trying to sell somebody else on a night row game, like I don't know how you should not get me into that. I don't know. No clue. Sounds terrible. Still sounds tricky. terrible. Just straight up tricky. Yeah, I mean, as the years go on, I do get wise a little bit, and sometimes you talk me into things that end up being awesome, like adventure racing, and sometimes you talk me into things that are terrible, like row games. Still love a row game. Boring. Um. So I planned out my route and felt really comfortable with it. And uh, I'm trying to think of other things I did beforehand. I think I had a five-hour energy right when the thing started. I was going to ask and about ref- your caffeine levels. And refrain from having a full energy drink because I was like, I don't know if this is real or not. I feel like I can go, like, full circle with caffeine where it's yeah. like I'll be like, woo, and then after I have too much, like, in one period, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm sober. Yeah, it's like, like cocaine, right? Yeah, yeah, just like cocaine. It's like you do so much cocaine that you're just like, I'm fine now. Yeah, so I Shit. only did a little cocaine, and it was just the right <laughs> amount of cocaine. Um, but I did a five-hour energy when I started and made myself potato soup for dinner oh. beforehand, which was really <laughs> nice. said that like Arbor. <laughs> also because you know what I mean when I say potato soup. Like, I made my little jet boil potato soup and was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was yeah. very comforting. And I'm like, yeah. sitting on my tailgate, surrounded by other nerds doing overnight orienteering, and was Just, like. Just like in your element, like, yep. mm, 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 mm-hmm. mm, yes. Like, I'm already in my new Catula instigators. Oh, my God, guys. Uh, I, I mean, so we're not I, sponsored by them, I but feel I just like, like to say, I know. It's I, the mo- they are my favorite piece of gear right now. I feel like we have they to be like, like color hashtag this was gifted to us or something. So because yeah. because uh, hashtag won the, advertisement. It's not an advertisement. Uh, I don't know because we won just, the Trans we're, Rockies. We're just into it because Ketula. we yeah because we won our entry into Trans Rockies. Katula sent us like a care package and all the other teams that were finalists, and one of them was the Katula Instigators, which is a great pun, and it, also really good. they're amazing. They're the right color. They're the only ones that you can zip them completely off. You know that feeling where you're caked in mud, you've been running for 12 hours, you can't use your fingers or your hands. And you and just want to get the fuck out of your shoes. Wanna, you want to, like, cut all of your shoe stuff off with scissors. Uh-huh. They just zip off and then flop off of your foot. You don't have to, like, ask three strangers at an aid station to peel them off of you. And I I feel like, like, I, I really love the Dirty Girl Gators and yes, the Ultra Gam Gators. Yes, loyal. Yes, I, I think I own four pairs of Dirty Ultra Girls. Gam yeah. Gators. And they predominantly work off of a shoe loop uh, in the front on your laces and a piece of Velcro in the back. Mm-hmm. And historically, the instigators have a plastic, not plastic, I feel like that's doing it a disservice, but like a cord that goes under your shoe to hold it down. Yeah. What would you call it's that? Sil- silicate. Yeah, I just, I hate to even compare it to the Solomon Gators, which are terrible. And, I don't, ha- and they're also, um, they're also proprietary. Like, they have to be used with Solomon shoes. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. So the instigators have, like, a cord that goes under your shoe. It does not, like, r- rub down into smithereens. No. It has a really durable clip that goes on your shoelaces. It also just cinches really easily. It's like, if, if all the gear that I wore was as succinct 
cinchable, cute, and the right material, I would be the happiest person alive. If a if a running pack was made like these gators are made, I would never buy another running pack. Yeah, that's it, a that's a pretty high compliment. Yeah, yeah, it's also just one of those things. Like I've learned, and I've said this before, I use gators as shoe suspenders. Like yeah. less so even for like yeah. keeping stuff out of my shoes as I but do like muck. Yeah, like to be able to just hold my shoes on without having to tighten the shit out of them with yeah. the laces, which hurts my feet yes. like crazy. The gators just, like, help hold your shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan. I'm not this, endorsed this, in I know. This seems like so This seems like so freaking planned, but really, this is just... This is just us talking about a new piece of gear that yeah. we like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we both wore them at our Great Seal this last they weekend. It was beautiful. just perfect. Um, I digress. Yes, we do indeed. <laughs> so... Uh, oh, I, that does make me think, though. So I wore the Cthulhu Instigators. Mm-hmm. I got uh, shin guards... I need to see those. I don't even know what you mean. I'll show them to you right now. Uh, but what about our listeners at home who are listening to a podcast and need to hear you say words at it? I, I can I can still say words at it. So they look like, um, they do not look like soccer shin guards. Huh. Okay, those they are They cool. just have like a little bit of padding on them. I would like these for BFC. Yes. They're... They make a difference. They're and very, like, very nerdy. They look like you might be fencing in them. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That seems like the right texture yeah. and fabric. And they're actually, this specific brand uh, was actually originally made for obstacle course racers. So oh, orienteering cool. uh, shin guard gators are even a little bit more nerdy. And if you would like to see what we're talking about, you should subscribe to us on Patreon so that you can see the video of what we're talking about. Even a little as one dollar a month helps you see shin guards. <laughs> oh my god. Feed <laughs> a so, hungry child. But yeah, so I wore gaiters, shin guards, hike my hiking pants. So mm-hmm. like the those called soft shell pants? Eh, yes. I feel like yes. soft shell implies even heavier. But yeah, anyways, no, that seems about like right. REI hiking pants with pockets and a long button up shirt so that I was it's like the Lauren Craft method of cover up, which was like the full, full sleeves, yes. full pants, shin guards. And uh, and bike gloves. I wore bike gloves. Really? Yes, because... This is very not like you. Because last year, and the year that we did it, the park that Nitrogain in, is in has so much greenery and briars and stuff, and... I'm just not. I'm just not a good enough orienteer that I know how to avoid those things. Yes, like I. I have to when it's time to follow my compass bearing. I'm going straight through the fucking. You're just gonna barrel I, on. I don't know. I can't navigate well enough to be like. Well, if I take ten paces, no, to you're the just east, like, I'll do ten paces. Mongo smash briar. Exactly, <laughs> and I'm pretty comfortable doing that anyways. But being like head to toe, like I'm the enemy in a self defense class. <laughs> <laughs> It's really, really good because I was just like, ha, ah, ah, like uh, just going through stuff. Although uh, I, sh- I should give myself a little bit, a little bit of credit. I definitely went through less shit and undergrowth because I do feel like I navigated planned. better. Good thing you wore a thousand layers yes. of shit. I yes. mean, you're just always too hot to wear that much, so and I don't know how you did it. Was it a nice temperature? It was cooler. That's it was amazing. Also cooler Lucky there, which you. was fan fucking tastic. Also, I have to say a few pros of nitrogen, like one of them being you don't need to put on sunblock <laughs> and that good. and that it's cooler than if you were running during the day. So those were those are big draws this year. Um, so I started and there was I don't know, there was probably 
I'll say 40 individuals and or teams total. So there's the full Nitro game, which is eight hours. They have a six-hour and a four-hour. Mm-hmm. Or maybe eight, four, and two divisions. Okay. Um, and so we all head out. Uh, the, fir- <laughs> the first checkpoint that I went to, it's pretty cut and dry. Like, go from the- like I think we did the first same first point where it's like you go out of the parking lot, you, you cut right across... Like, you chop through the woods for, like, a second to get mm-hmm. across. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I got lost, like, immediately. and was like, here's where the path is, the short path through the woods. No. And it was like, nope, nope, nope. nope deer trail. Nope, yep. Um, so that was silly because uh, when you are in a place that has a lot of foot traffic, there's just all these impromptu trails. You can't follow the headlamps? to the. You don't like to rely on other people. I know you don't. But still. Correct. Also, uh, the two- and four-hour people had... Um, different checkpoints. Oh, so you really, Some of them. really shouldn't yeah. follow anybody. This and is like, why I d- would not thrive there. <laughs> um, yeah, not like adventure racing where it's like, can we follow other people? And the answer is, yes, you should. Of course you should follow other people. They're going the right way. Yeah. Uh, but after the first after the first one, I clipped through like the first, I don't know, 10 to 12 checkpoints exactly Whoa. as I planned them. Wow. Yeah. And in uh, last year, I think I spent I'm going to say at least an hour and a half towards the middle of the event, just kind of being like, I'm just going to sit with my pack and I'll, I'll figure out where I am. But I think I'll just, I think I'll just go to like to the campground because then I'll know where I am. And then I'm going to sit with my pack. I'll sit with my pack. You, said, like, you say this like you are like a crazed hobo sitting I was. on railroad tracks with like a little... I was. Like a little nipper of something. I, I absolutely was. Like I remember sitting and the bugs were so bad uh, last yeah, year that like, still. you know, you're just, you're you like a, sitting. A net? No, but I brought it with me. I didn't mm. need it actually, which that's was good. like... Uh, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, I'm really making Nitro Game sound appealing for no, you're not. other people. Uh, but this year, I did not have any spells of being like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what... Because we've had these moments. We did at the adventure race. Oh, yeah, just like, like, oh, shit. It was like, shit. it's it's We not, need to get back to a place yeah, that we know. And it's not just, I don't know where the checkpoint is. It's like, I'm not entirely sure how where to we get are. to... Yes. How to bail yes. or reset. And I had a handful of times that I had to reset get back to the trail, get back to my attack point, head back into the woods to get it, and I was able to do that. So it was wow. really, I was really, I was really proud of myself. And in particular, there was a section that was like two 80-point checkpoints and one 90-point checkpoint, and there was no super defining features to me. Mm-hmm. Listening to people who cleared the course, you know, on a of course they were like, you know, when I found this, this little, like, this little game trail here and then I picked it and I'm just like what are you looking at also how do you like once you've done like 14 of those those things are auto deleting from my delete files like like an iPhone deletes things that are old it's just like no longer needed no longer I wouldn't remember how I got to the first checkpoint by the fifth checkpoint and I don't know I don't know how people and maybe I should take that as an indication that I'm getting better as a navigator. Like I could remember how I was trying to approach checkpoints and different mm. checkpoints and mm. stuff. Like I actually was with it enough that there were two of the uh, checkpoints the con- the checkpoint numbers were flipped. So instead of 82 was where 84 should have been mm. an 84 mm. with so, so like were you sure of it though when you got there? Yeah, like, so I, I was like I was like, "Huh." 
I don't think I just happened to circle back to where I was. And then I headed north and was like, oh, it was about 100 meters to the road. It must be the checkpoint that I thought it was. And oh. felt confident enough in my ability to be like, I, I still know where I am. Oh, like, good. That number was wrong. Oh. Um, and so I found these three checkpoints that didn't have any trails near them and was able to navigate from, like, one to the next to the next without having to, like, go out to the road or anything. And. 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 I was around people for, like, the first, like, You're like six and a half I'm hours. Good. I'm doing good. Like, I'm not in the middle of nowhere. I'm doing so good. Uh, <laughs> Nitro game, the last two years. Like, the Just first like year. Crickets. It, after, like, eight crickets. minutes, it's like, bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, like, last year, it was the same Standing thing. Standing in just utter darkness. Yeah. With no sound. And you're yes. just like, how could I be this far away right. from the right thing? And, like... I feel pretty comfortable saying that the last two years, it's because we were way behind everyone. So, like, to be this year to be like, oh, wow, they're, I'm keeping up with other people. Yeah, that's amazing. And they thought they're doing what I thought was a good idea. They thought it was a good idea, too. That's, that's really, really comforting. So, I ended up getting, I want to say, 30 points of 50, 30 checkpoints of 50. That's and I ended a large up, improvement from previous years. And I ended up being the eighth person out of the 11 individual or teams that, that did, did the, the full. full. So, and like, you know, there was no like low-hanging fruit <laughs> in yeah. the full. So like, yeah. um, and I was the only, I was the only solo female. Because if you're going to do the 12, those people know how to orient. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, so you beat real orienteers. Yeah, Good I job. Real, and I didn't get last. Oh, I should I should back up though. So at one point, like when I was in the farthest stretch where I could have been, um, I was like on one of the main roads that go through the park, and I'm in my full gear, which I'm wearing like a salmon colored fishing shirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No shit. Beautiful. Uh, my headlamp, always light. My vest, hiking pants, mud up to my knees. Beautiful. Just look, you know, a the little crazy looking. Like, and I'm standing looking at my map, just like staring into this wall of woods. And it's one of those things that you and I have done before where it's like, where should we go in for like half a second? Uh-huh. And we've just learned to be like, we got to move. Just yep. get it. Yep. Like, stop. Yep, yep, we yep. need to stop thinking about right. what we're doing here and just right. move. Absolutely. And it was kind of like, you know, it's just like the wall of the forest next mm-hmm. to the main road. And you're like... There's gotta be like a good, you know. It's like just smash through it. So I'm just like staring there for a second, and like I hear like whoop, and I like turn around, and a a cop car was behind me with the lights on and the sign on. To you, and he was like, he was like, "Hello, ma'am. Good evening." And I was like, "Hi. Good evening." I was just sitting by the railroad tracks, wondering if maybe I should go to another checkpoint or just sit here and finish my bourbon. Which way is north? (laughs) (laughs) And so. Uh, he was like, he said something like, what are you doing out here? What are something you like that. doing out here? Hey, mister. Who are you? Mister. Who do you think you are? He was also kind of cute, but unrelated. So you're batting uh, your eyelashes in your fishing shirt with your knee-high gators Do you on? like salmon shirt? <laughs> this is salmon. Do you enjoy fishing? <laughs> <laughs> so he, I was like, I'm doing, I, I really, it's like when you are intoxicated and you're like, okay, I need to like straighten yeah. up when a yeah, cop yeah, comes yeah. around because I can avoid trouble here as long as I pay attention. So you act pay attention. extra sober? But it was a little bit more like me good, acting. Good evening. Me acting extra sober is like, I'm out here doing a map and compass race. <laughs> Here's my map and my compass. And I was like, 
I was like, there are about 50 of us out here. We started from the beach. We'll be ending at 6. And There's he was a magic like, school oh, bus for, over here. I forgot we're all wearing reflective vests, too, oh. for safety reasons. He was like... Mrs. Frizzle is scheduled to pick us up at 9 p.m., but she never came. Gosh darn it. <laughs> and so I'm, like, explaining what we're doing, which... You know, a lot of people don't know what orienteering races sure. are, let alone cup, yes. in the middle of the night. Map and compass makes sense. Um, also, I was, like, holding my map out to him, like, see? Yeah. See? Can't you see my safety vest? I must be, I must be okay, because look at this thing I- that I've duct taped. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, he was very cool, but he did take my name, date of birth, Shut and up. phone number. Shut because up. And originally, In case so, you die out no, there? No, because he said that he got a call about somebody suspicious, and I was like, of course. I look suspicious. We all look suspicious. We're running through the woods <laughs> the in the middle of the night. With, with compasses and paper. Uh-huh. Yeah. And headlights. Like, if I... And there was lots of houses along the perimeter. Yeah, it looks like guerrilla warfare. Yes. Yeah. Or aliens. Or so, aliens. Get your butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Protect yourself. So, uh, luckily, he did not take a whole lot of time, but I did... I mean... You were like, clocks ticking, sergeant. I, he... He was very kind and being thorough while also, like, understanding that. So, of course, then he left, and I just proceeded to go back to standing and staring at the wall. Like, <laughs> how do I get in here? Now I don't, don't want to get in here. Um, although I take that back. Maybe I did kind of dive bomb in there like, mm, well, I'm not suspicious because yeah. I know what I'm doing. Goodbye. <laughs> so I, I wrapped up my outermost two checkpoints, which admittedly, I think they were worth, like, 40 and 50 points, and I did it a little bit more like... Uh, I'll say to prove something to myself, because when you and I did the first Nitro game, we had planned, like, to cover, like, half the map. Yes. And we covered, like, a one-inch square true, of the map. True, true, true. And so these two kind of, I'll say, cheap checkpoints were were on the west side of a north-south road on the map. Mm-hmm. And there, it was like, I kind of felt like the checkpoints out here for, like, the serious people. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, and mm-hmm. I, I was, I actually was kind of validated later because one of the guys who cleared the course was like, oh, how many of the out west checkpoints did you get? And I was like, two. Ooh. Granted, there was like six of them, but oh. still. Like, nice. Yeah. You so, know some of the legit stuff. Yeah. The stuff so, that people were like, we'll, we'll never get to I, that. I, I don't know, even though I'm sure everybody else, I mean, there were still lots of people that cleared way more than I did. But, so I did the two outermost ones, and then I, uh, the way the maps were set up, it was, I was like, and I had planned my route this way. I was like, there's no way for me to pick up checkpoints on the way back and feel good about my time that was left. Because when I oh. picked up my last ones out west, I think I had, it was like 58 minutes left or something. Okay, and how, to, how many kilometers were you from the I finish? was probably about two and a half miles. Two and a half miles? Yeah, from the oh, dear. So I was like... That's an hour. So I was like, okay, and I had planned, like, I'm going to get these and then I'm going to take the road back, even though it was, you know, it was 45 minutes of running. God damn it, With girl, no checkpoints. So fucking close every which, time. Makes me want to smack your face off your head. Get ready. It's going to get worse. So I, I hauled butt back on the road and... I just think I'll go get one more. You did not. So I got... I, I literally went right by the start area and I had 22 minutes left. Okay, all right, that's fine. And there was four checkpoints. No, you did four in 22 minutes. I did minutes. four checkpoints <gasps> in 22 minutes and finished with 6 minutes left on the clock. Oh, you're so And I I like like those last four, I was like <gasps> 
and was like doing the thing that you know me to do, which is like focus, focus, because I was like, yeah. don't fuck this up. Yeah. Like I can do this as long as I don't fuck anything up. Wow, you raced too, didn't I you? I did race. I did wow. race. And so um, yeah, I scooped up those last four. And I saw plenty of other people doing the same thing as scooping up those ones towards the end because it was really easy and, like, yeah. or not really easy. It was a lot safer because it was, like, if I don't find if this, I, I, can I can bail, bail and it's really yeah. close. Yeah. So I, I was, like, the sun's coming up, like, or the sun was actually pretty much up by that time, mm-hmm. so I'm just, like, running in the daylight. Which, side note, when you're used to doing a night row game and you're used to being able to, I think they called it pop a checkpoint, which means, like, hitting the reflectors with your yes, light. Yes, When the sun starts to come out, I it's don't know harder. if you remember that from yes, when we so did it. Yes, it's so much harder to find them because it's like a, that's like a, an easy crutch to stand yes. on. Is you just shine your light through the woods and you're, like, reflecting. There it is. Um, so, like, I ended up keeping my headlamp on even once the sun was up because so it was could, still helping so me. pop a checkpoint. Yes. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I finished, like, out of breath, like, and then, like, sprawled out on the picnic table, and I kind of felt like I almost don't care what the results are because it was, it felt like, I, a success like I had done so much better than yeah. previous years, and, like, also, it just... Anytime I feel like I walked away and, like, I actually read a fucking map instead of being like, I don't know, I'll go this way. Yeah. And, like, for better or worse, the whole adventure race setup and there being one navigator makes me feel like if I'm going to be the one navigator, like, I need you to better continue. Get good at it. I need to continue to improve on that. Like, I feel like I, I feel like it can pass as a navigator. And, but, like... I, you know, I just want to keep improving my skills. So this this felt good to be like, I knew what was going on. Like, and also my brain fucking works for the full eight hours. Like, I, I think that was the biggest part to me because I literally think I sat and like splashed sand in the air last year when I was like, I'm too tired. I don't know where I am. Compass don't work. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, the TA1 host, Randy Erickson, asked us, like, do you ever feel like, have you ever gotten to a point where you thought your compass isn't working correctly? Yes. Like, I definitely had that last year. Yes. I was like, this can't be right. And this year I was like, nope. Yeah. This is what they are. Or And I, or when my brain started to be like, make the map work to what is around yes. you. I was like, yes. nope. And there was times, like, I reoriented, I, I, uh, regained contact with, with the map, on the map yeah. um, just by like knowing the direction that the spur I was on was traveling mm-hmm. like just a lot of things that you and I have talked about like that's still all eluding me <laughs> all of it <laughs> we're in my house right now so you have yeah. contact with well, the map well I've, ge- I've sort of given up after like adventure racing on, on the map sitch because you don't need to you're yeah, like oh never mind no I'm just gonna be like the ogre that tows you <laughs> that's cool that's cool I guess I'm just gonna like carry a sledgehammer and be like me make us go fast I'm in fire <laughs> uh, also uh, logistics stuff I use tailwind the whole time good which is great good like I feel like there just needs to be like a date you and I put on our calendar where we're like from here on out, this is when we use Tailwind, because yeah. as soon as the temperature May, gets past, like, like, as soon as the temperature yeah. gets above, like, 54, it's like, we can only use Tailwind. I have um, total Magoo news for you regarding my race, which is, I carried one water bottle with no Tailwind, and I had no backpack and no food. You're lucky it was 70 degrees, girl. I had one backup gel in my borrowed waistband, my phone... And my water, which eventually I used heat, even though it tastes like dog's asshole. 
Uh, it has. It's got what plants crave. I don't know. No, it's, it's got what plants poop. <laughs> I don't know. It's bad. But I, after ten, I used heed, and I ate pickles and chips at the aid stations. And the aid stations eventually are like six miles apart. And I was like, "Rap, bro." But the the wisdom of Ryan Gelfie is, you probably can survive on less. Yes. And if you want to race, you probably should eat less. That's true. And you, I mean, you fa- you've definitely found with your tum-tum yeah. that you're, like, less. Less you do, more. less is better for yeah. you. Like, less GI distress. Mm-hmm. And me, I think I'm just learning that the more I can eat, the better. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe so. But yeah, I mean, what is a more pro essence than finishing in a sports bra? And your husband splits. Thanks, Andy. Those things are, woo, spicy. <laughs> and a handheld water bottle. Just like... Oh, well, it only took me, like, three hours, so I didn't really need that much stuff. Like, I just don't need to, like, take stuff. <laughs> that just boggles It's just, like, that. my life's goal to, like, take nothing and wear nothing and just be like, oh, well, it's just, like, over-releasing. Yeah, so you yeah, don't need whatever. Much. Usually I'm, like, wearing a front and back backpack with, like, tights on, climbing gloves, and I'm yeah, holding, like, usually 18 bars of chocolate. You So you and I at Nitro Gain are, like, the yin and yang of the races that can happen in a day. That's like, true. Like, no clothes, no supplies. Yes, nothing. That's one experience. Everything. Everything you own. And nothing. A- and, like, uh, I mean, there was a man- there's mandatory gear for Nitro Gain, so, like, lighter, uh, safety blade. So, I mean, it's like, no, I, I no. mean, it's like uh, your, ra- your vest is so full that you're, like... Yeah, it's like peeling back your breastbone. And like all my hiking pockets are full. Yeah. My new fishing shirt pockets oh are my all God. full. I've got mess. like eight compasses, like totally embodying the oatmeal comic where it's yeah, like that. get all the gear. Yes. Yeah. So I'm the opposite of the oatmeal comic. I even looked uh I even looked the day of nitrogen to see if I could get another vest that has a shit ton of pockets in it. I know the front. that would be a good adventure racing and, item. And I was like I was like, oh god, I really am getting this is, like, part of every sport journey, which is, like, swing, get the smallest pack you can, swing, get the largest pack swing. you can, get no, no pockets in the front. Now I'm, like, I want all the pockets in the front. I essentially just need to turn my vest around backwards and be, uh-huh. like, that's what... <laughs> like a feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just fill I it with raw oats. <laughs> um, 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 um. Tell me that doesn't sound kind of good. It sounds just, like, right. instant oatmeal with like some water. cinnamon. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, Take um, some um. Pop Tarts, smash them, crumble them in, and then just. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, sounds I think okay. we're just gonna wear our vest backwards. Yeah, I mean, done. What could go wrong? Fixed. Uh, so yeah, any other questions about nitrogen? I'm trying to think if I have any other. Oh, um, I'm gonna ask you weird so. questions about Mohican. How many times did you go to the bathroom? None. None. I stopped to pee once, and it was dust, and so I was like, carry on. Must not have hydrated. Huh. Um, yeah. I feel like... I did not use any kind of bathroom sitch things. I feel like you should examine, like, your whole night before and morning of routine to, like... Oh, you mean ignore it, drink beer, eat whatever sounds good, and go to bed late? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, good. (sighs) What did I do? I don't know what I did. Eat meat, plug yourself up for a day. Yeah, you plug up your mouth, and then you go race. Uh, I have no idea what went right. How did you wear your hair and or headgear? Uh, I just wore a uh, trucker, which usually burns my head off. Where did I put that? Did I throw it into the woods? I have no memory of what I looked like because I was totally in myself. Did you wear lipstick? 
No. I didn't do anything fancy. Black sports bra, black racing splits. Black socks. We really did have opposite experience. We did. I wore lipstick. Good for I you. I did. I wore lipstick for nitrogenium, even though. Good for it's, you. It's, it's night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone might. I knew it was pop, on. Someone might pop a checkpoint on your maybe face. That, maybe that cop was like, she can't be a lunatic. She's wearing lipstick. She's a prostitute. She's a prostitute in a fishing shirt. There's something for everybody up in Michigan. Come on up. He liked blonde Swedes. Oh. I'm sure. Yeah, I know about those. (laughs) Those fuckers. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other... I feel like there's a nugget of nitrogene that I'm not remembering. Hmm. We'll have to return to it. All right. We'll we'll do random tidbits. Uh, Closing statements. Yeah. Uh... A reminder, we will be speaking at the Endurance Ultra Running Camp at McChesney the weekend of July 11th and 12th. Mm-hmm. Uh, come hang, drink beer, swim. It's funny, I'm like, I, I find myself listing all the other stuff first and, I'm being, and then being like, oh, and we're going to run too. But I'm like stoked to go Seriously, camping karaoke, and swim. vegetarian hot dogs. I mean, I don't know, I'm more stoked for everything else. But I, I, mean, if need, all, I need to run, so if, I might as well run. Yes, that's and it's also nice to be like, oh... I'll say a social obligation, but a social obligation that we're going to, that we don't have to worry about how we're going to get our training runs in. Oh, that is sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. Also, uh, July 31st, we are doing like essentially a podcast mashup with our pal Jessica Croissant from Sugar Stride Podcast. Super excited about that. And we will be doing that at... Hoofarted Brewing. Yeah. More to come on that. Deets was. And until then, we're just grinding it on out. Yeah, getting our getting our uh, fake vert in for Trans Rockies. Yeah, not even fake vert. I mean, oh uh, no, I just mean in an ultra running oh, oh, kind yes. of way. We're getting yeah, yeah. very real vert in. Yeah, um, I feel like we should mention that too. You and I are like fully in it training wise. I I would say I'm doing maybe like three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm doing about eight to eight to nine thousand feet a week. What percentage of your balls are out? I would say my balls are 78% out. 78, okay. I what think constitute mo- the last 22% of balls? Uh, I think that would have to be two back, a back-to-back hard-hard. Oh, okay. I would say that brain-wise, I'm like 88% balls out. Brain-wise, I am 88% balls out. And then Body-wise, I'm about 78. And then I would say, as of this week, well, no, not this week, Saturday, I am... I would say 80% training-wise. I should also add, because the events of this weekend, I, I'm a I'm a crude mouth ultra-running podcast host, mm-hmm. but I'm also a mother. And I have yes, to say... Yes, I was just going to say, you have to tell them what happened on Saturday I have to quick. say, my dear, dear, tough-as-nails, hard-ass daughter, Arbor Lang, rode her bike, her freestanding, geared bike... Yeah. 60 miles on Saturday. She's a beast. Like, it was no thing. <laughs> She's a beast. If you just offer her more ice cream, she will actually ride until the world ends. Yeah. Which is the same for Lauren and I, it actually. Is. It is. Um, but yeah, so I, I have to say that as a proud mom, that my six-year-old daughter rode her bike what 60 miles. What a fucking champion. Yeah. Amazing. Then, yeah. Um, Endurance family. So yeah, so that was Saturday. And And a distance PR for your husband. Yes. And then on Sunday, you and I went and... I I almost hate saying nearly 20, but... uh, 
19 and a half. Yeah, with 3,100 feet of gain on Sunday on a nothing crispy to, day. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. Definitely good to get that in there. And so, kick, base miles. So I feel like b- b- base miles. So I feel like that's kind of kicked off like uh, the season of the witch. <laughs> no, but that's like kicked. Yeah, that's like kicked off like the hard stuff, especially since I mean. I feel like we're in the window before Trans Rockies where now it's like... I feel like I've been giving it my all. Yeah. Now I mean, I did three... I did four weekends at Mohican and on a weekend at Great Seal. I would I would call that fully in it. Yeah. I think I would have been fully in it maybe a week or two earlier, but my quad IT yeah. stuff, yeah. like, was so off and on where it was like each day I'd go out and be like, is it going to really fucking hurt to run yeah. this today or not? Yeah. And it's more consistently... The more I do with it... This is like the worst... Running advice, maybe not, but I'm like, I feel like the more that I've been doing with it and the less resting I've been giving it, the better it's been feeling. I know I Sometimes stuff. lotion is motion. Yeah. Sometimes it just locks your shit up yeah. and makes you feel terrible. Yeah. Um, I also like that you said lotion is motion. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but like uh, IT band stuff is just weird and I think it. I think it's actually IT stuff. Oh, really? But after doing... Tightening your chain. After doing 60 miles on Saturday on a bike and then a shit ton of miles and vert on Sunday, mm-hmm. for us anyways, uh, and it feeling better than it really has in a long time on Monday. Power through, bitch. I, then I'm just like, oh, Power okay, well, you gave me an out body, so I'm just going to grind you into the ground. But Power through. Oh, I can't wait to share more stuff as we continue to get more and more insane because it's not just gearing up for Trans Rockies. The Barkley Fall Classic mm-hmm. is shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And maybe adventure racing, qualifying, and nationals. Gonna try to shove it all in there. Only time will do. Shove it all in there. (laughs) But until next time, we are... Burf Barf!